You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good morning, everybody, and welcome into the Pro Football Chase Podcast. It's Isaac Signs with you, and joining me for another episode on the podcast is NFL linebacker Arthur Motes. Now, for those of you who are new listeners to the Pro Football Chase podcast, Arthur Motes was selected in the sixth round of the 2010 NFL Draft and played in Buffalo and then went on to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers and most recently the Arizona Cardinals. So, Arthur, we are one week away from the 2019 NFL Draft in Nashville, Tennessee. How excited are you, brother? Man, I love draft time, man. I love it because, first off, you get to see all the new prospects that are going to potentially coming in. These are going to be tomorrow's superstars. And when you think about this class in particular, it's very defense-heavy, which I love because, you know, I'm a defensive guy. But you also get the storylines. I mean, you think about a guy like Kyler Murray, for example, just the storyline behind him. So, man, I'm excited about the draft. I cannot wait for it to happen. That's right, man, and, and I agree with you 100%. We get to see the new players come into the league, and there's been so much talk over the last, what, two, three months about these prospects. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where these quarterbacks are going to go, where these defensive tackles, how they're going to stack up, and finally, we can get to know how these NFL teams have had these top prospects graded out on their boards. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, man. So here's what we're going to do. We are going to have a live mock draft here on the podcast. And Arthur and I are going to use the predict the pick live stream on NFL.com. We're going to track each other's picks. I'm going to take the odd number teams. He's going to take the even number teams. Now, of course, rules and regulations. We're not going to have any trades because... We cannot corrupt the system because, uh, you know, we're going to be general managers, Arthur, but we're not going to have that extent to make yeah. trades. You're holding um, me back, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm tying you down, and I apologize. I would love to make some trades. You know that. Um, 
So as the picks stand right now, we're going to roll through this on a mock draft. So I'm excited about it. We're going to keep each other on our toes. And so on that note, let's go ahead and get things rolling. We don't have the commissioner, Roger Goodell, to officially (laughs) open the draft. But we're going to go ahead and do it anyways. And so I'm going to start with the Arizona Cardinals, Arthur. Now, we know that there has been... (laughs) Immense talk about this big Kyler Murray seems like he's going one and that's exactly what I'm going to do because I find it very very difficult to believe uh, that they're going to go in a different direction and I don't know if you saw this Arthur but Arizona they released a hype video about I their did. schedule and there was no Josh Rosen man no, no, so no. in fact in fact there was, but it was probably for a half a second in the bottom corner of a screen. Oh my, it's ridiculous. Man. So if that, that's the writing on the wall, man, without a doubt. They did it wrong. <laughs> I, I saw that. You know what? Now that I think about it, I think some people were like, go to the 55 second mark yeah, and yeah. see. He like it's has like a quick glimpse. <laughs> so I'll go Kyler Murray, man. I think this is the pick for Arizona at number one. Cliff Kingsbury is the head coach there. You know he loves him. He's going to fit that air raid type of offense. And then, of course, David Johnson kind of spilled the beans last week saying he was looking forward to running out of the shotgun what better quarterback fits that offense than the Heisman winner? So Murray to the desert at one. I like it. All right. Well, for me, I'm going to go with another pick that has pretty much been talked about. Um, we talked about the San Francisco 49ers. Obviously, they need help rushing the pass to get after the quarterback. And what better play to do it than the main man, Nick Bosa out of Ohio State. Um, we talk about pedigree. Obviously, he's the younger brother of Joey Bosa, who's been doing an amazing job with the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. So, man, when you can get a guy like Nick, I feel like he can definitely turn that defense and make it even better. So that's the pick that I'm going with at number two, baby. Nick Bosa off the board. Okay, and and the thing about San Fran is that the two names that are really, like, talked about there is Nick Bosa and then Quinnen Williams. And so once you left Q off the board, you didn't take him at two. And the Jets are sitting here at number three. And here's where I think maybe a little bit of a dilemma can hit for McCagnin because we know that they too have been in the market for an edge rusher for a long time. Mm -hmm. And Josh Allen looks awfully appealing because he's still there out of Kentucky. But Quinnen Williams, I think the man is a man amongst boys when it comes to interior linemen. This guy just is a mauler and a one-man wrecking crew. And so I love the possibilities for Greg Williams' defense in New York. You plug Quinnen next to Leonard Williams along with mm. CJ Mosley. And I feel like they got something brewing there with Jamal Adams anchoring that secondary. So I'm going Quinnen Williams to the Jets at number three. Okay, I like that. That's definitely could see that pick. Solid, solid. Now for me, initially, when I was thinking about the Jets, I was saying they probably go old line because you invest that money in Le'Veon Bell, you got Sam Darnold. But hey, that's not the nice pick at number three. But for the fourth overall pick, once again, man, 
You leave my guy Josh Allen on the board. You know what he's able to do. You know how he can get after the quarterback. And hey, if you're the Raiders, you can never have enough pressures. In fact, think about what John what John Gruden said last season. Oh, it's so hard to find a pass rusher. Even though you had arguably the best pass rusher in Khalil Mack sitting on your roster you traded away. So, with that being said, we have to go Josh Allen and four to the Raiders. Ooh, man, you know what? I love that pick for a lot of reasons, Arthur, because if you go back all the way to the combine, Allen met with the reporters and he said, you know what? I would love to play with whoever drafts me, but should I have an opportunity to go to Oakland, I would love the challenge of trying to become their new Khalil Mack. So I like that a lot. And, you know, we both talked about Allen and Bosa in our last podcast, and now both of these guys are special talent. So Allen to John Gruden and the Raiders, I I like that pick a lot. Definitely. (laughs) All All right, man, number five, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers New head coach there, Bruce Arians, brings back Todd Bowles. They reunite together from their stint in Arizona. Now, Arthur, you remember they lost Quan Alexander in free agency. Mm -hmm. On the board remains a dynamic linebacker, (laughs) six foot, 237 pounds, out of LSU. Devin White, give me. Mr. White at number five. This guy is an athletic freak. Sideline to sideline linebacker. You plug him in alongside Levante David. They signed Deion Buchanan, who I'm sure you played with during your time in Arizona. So how about that athletic linebacking trio that Tampa Bay would have there? I like that a lot, man. In fact, in my mock, that's definitely where I had Devin going. I mean, you talk about what he's able to do and the need for him with the losing quant. I mean, it makes perfect sense. So 100% agree with you on that pick. All right. So now we go on down to the, to the Meadowlands down in New York, a.k.a. New Jersey for these Giants. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's see, man. Obviously, you have to get defensive guys. I feel that... They're not going to take a quarterback at six. I think they still believe in Eli. And when you look at some of the moves that they made through free agency, it's almost as if they're letting everybody know that, hey, Eli's going to be our guy this season. So with that being said, I don't have them taking a quarterback at six. I have them going defense at six and going with a guy of Michigan, Rashawn Gary, another edge rusher. I feel like he can come in there and definitely turn some heads, man. Obviously, they still haven't replaced – Jason Pierre-Paul, since he's left, Olivier Vernon recently uh, got traded. So when you think about that, they need rushes. They need guys up front. And when the Giants had their most success in the past, it was when that front four was fierce. And I feel like Rashawn's a guy who can bring that type of element back to the team, to that defense. I like it. I like it. I'm with you, Arthur. I do think the Giants are going to go with the defense alignment at six. We know that Dave Gettleman kind of has a strong track record of going after offense and defense alignment. So Rayshon Gary does bring that versatility to the Giants and James Betcher in that 3-4 scheme. So mm-hmm. I can dig that pick now at seven. 
the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, I feel like Jacksonville can really go in a number of different directions here at number seven. And of course, this is if they hold the pick, which obviously, as we mentioned, no trades in this mock draft. Right, right, no trades. But <laughs> I have them going offensive line. And here's why. Mm -hmm. You know, Nick Foles, they signed him in free agency. Yes, they need protect to protect him. They cut their right tackle, Jeremy Parnell. Yes. How about our man, Jonah Williams from Alabama? 6'4, 302 pounds. Okay. And I know Jaywan Taylor has been mentioned That's what at I thought seven. You were going. That's what but, <laughs> but, Arthur, here's the twist I've been seeing some buzz about Jonah Williams and how many teams actually do think he's going to be the first lineman off the board. His wow, resume okay. speaks for himself. And one thing that gives him a little bit of an edge over Jaywan Taylor is position flex. He can play guard as well. So Jacksonville, a team that needs some offense alignment desperately, I think they go to the well in Alabama and take Jonah okay. Williams at number seven. I like it. All right, so now we got to go over to Detroit. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now for me, as you can see, I've been very defense heavy because it's a very defensive heavy draft especially when you talk about the edge talent and we all know we have over there in Detroit Matt Patricia a defensive specialist that's what he is he understands the importance of edge rushers he understands the importance of having defensive talent you bring in um Trey Flowers out of New England but hey I feel like you can never have enough high quality edge rushers and with that being said we got to go on down to Mississippi State it's a bad guy down there in Mississippi State. Get off that edge, and he gets sacks. His name, Montez Sweet. And I feel like he is, I mean, excuse me, Montez Sweat. Excuse me, he is the guy, though. He is the guy that I feel Detroit goes with. And also, yeah, you know, they brought flowers, and then they pretty much said, all right, bye, Ziggy Ansa. We'll see you later. So, Montez Sweat, Trey Flowers off the edge in the Motor City. Absolutely. Okay, I can see. You're going to have to Give the people have. what they want. Right. <laughs> and now you got to get after Rodgers now. So, hey, you got to have those pass rushers. No question. All right. Number nine, the Buffalo Bills. We have seen them address a lot Let's of needs. <laughs> in free agency, we saw them solidify their offense they signed cole beasley smoky brown the receivers and i've seen some different scenarios in buffalo as to maybe they go offensive line i've seen jaywan taylor but no <laughs> they go after kyle williams's replacement and they Whoa. take ed oliver out of houston Whoa, at number okay. nine overall you know what, as they say, the, like the rich get richer on that wow. D-line. Oliver comes to Buffalo in Sean McDermott's attacking 4-3 scheme. I love that pick, yes. <laughs> okay, so now we're going out there to Detroit. I mean, not Detroit, we're going to Denver, excuse me. Mm -hmm. And then obviously in Denver, this question is, do they love Joe Flacco? Are they going to try to bring in the potential heir to the throne, 
for Joe Flacco. But for me, man, I still believe Joe has stuff in him, and I think that John Elwin believes in him, which is why he brought him out there. So with that being said, I don't think they go quarterback here. I think they go tight end. And now, at the tight end position, you got two teammates out of Iowa that are both very dynamic ballers, and I feel like either or, you can't go wrong. But for me, I have to go with Noah Fent. I feel like he's Ooh. a guy that could definitely come in there and produce heavy for Joe Flacco. And you already think you got the running game with Philip Lindsay, man. I think well with the manual, uh, yeah, with the manual Sanders coming back from the Achilles injury, I still think they still have enough pieces around them. Their O line is good. They're gonna be fine in that regard. And we got much Mike Munchak out there coaching that line. That's gonna help that out, help them out a ton too. So man, you bring in Noah, I think that that's the piece that that's gonna help them have a lot more success. All right, I can dig it. Now you got Noah Fant, Cortland Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton. That's a nice yeah. receiving core there. Absolutely. Uh, Noah, he's, he's one of those freaky athletes too, man. And that's what I love about him, man. That's for sure. All right, now 11, we got the Cincinnati Bengals in. Uh-oh. What are they going to do? Is this a potential sleeper for a quarterback? Maybe Uh-oh. to <laughs> succeed Andy Dalton. I say yes. Give me Dwayne Haskins out of Ohio State at number 11. If you listen to Paul Brown, their owner, they weren't quick to commit long-term to Dalton. They said, we need to see how he performs in Zach Taylor's offense. Sirens went off in my mind, Arthur, and I think that they are one of these teams on draft night that could go after one of these young signal callers and Dwayne Haskins, who played at Ohio State, stays there in Cincinnati, and he goes to the Bengals. I like that pick. I could definitely see that. And like you said, man, keeping him in Ohio. I mean, you already know that he already has a strong fan base. That's going to help out that Bengals market a lot. So, yeah, man, I definitely like that pick. Now, as we go over to Green Bay, Whew. Obviously, I mean, they definitely need help on the defensive side of the ball, without a doubt. Um, you're losing Clay Matthews. You lose, uh, I forgot, that's another linebacker. They lost the inside guy. So, in that regard, you definitely could use some help there. But for me, man, I think when you have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, A.A. Rod, you have to protect him. And with that being said, you have to go to the line of scrimmage. Old lineman. And for me, man, when we talk about some of these linemen that are sitting on the board, it's a guy that plays out of Florida University, Jawan Taylor. I feel like he's a top guy that can come in there and really protect Rodgers, really give him that security that he needs. So that's why I'm going with Jawan Taylor. And, man, to your point, Arthur, they have, like, hosted just about every top offensive tackle prospect <laughs> this <doubt>. draft process. <laughs> so I think you're on to something, man, about what they're going to do at number 12. And with a guy like Taylor, who some people think he'll go in the top 10 there at 12, that certainly would be a steal for Green Bay. Oh, without a doubt. That's, like you said, I thought he was going to go earlier. But with him sliding out to 12, man, you've got to select them. That's the time that you cannot just walk, just, you know, turn your head and draft somebody else on, man. And you just signed Aaron Ross to a mega deal last season. So you have to protect him. You can't let that guy get beat up. He's special. And I feel like when you bring in a guy like Juwan Taylor, that's going to help a lot. Well, I think you may have started something because I think 
Here's where we're going to have a little run on offensive linemen. The Miami Dolphins at 13. They lost a prominent offensive tackle, Jaywan James, who went to Denver. And mm, they yeah. need a replacement there at right tackle. And they find his successor, Andre Dillard, Washington mm, State. He okay. goes to Miami to first protect Ryan Fitzpatrick, the beard, but we know they're gonna <laughs> the beard, baby. <laughs> they're gonna get a young quarterback next year, so Dillard can be a long term piece on that offensive line. Hey man, it's Fitz Magic. I love it, <laughs> and I'm glad that you actually put some respect on Fitz Magic because everybody is like, oh, the Dolphins have to take a quarterback because you know what, Ryan, he's gonna be hot, then he's gonna get cold, then he's gonna get hot again. But man. Believe in my guy, protect my guy, and let him go out there and go to work. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Dillard is going to do that. I like that. Now, when we're coming to the Falcons down in Atlanta, I'm loving defense here, man. And I got to go with a bad man out of Clemson. D-tackle Christian Wilkins. I feel like he can come in and do a phenomenal job in that front seven, man, and just really wrecking havoc inside there. So for me, that's where I'm going with Christian. Oh, I like that too, because we all know how Dan Quinn likes those athletic defensive tackles. Yes, indeed. That can rush the passer. We know Atlanta needs that, so I like that pick a lot. Now to 15, the Washington Redskins. Now, this is a team that I feel like nobody really has an idea of what they're going to do. Are they going to go quarterback? Are they going to go receiver? Are they going to go defense? Well, the way the board has landed right now, considering the health of Alex Smith and Case Keenum, I think he's a stopgap. At this point on the board, I see a quarterback out of Mizzou, 6'4", 228 pounds. They've hosted him on a top 30. Drew Locke to the Redskins at number 15. I like it. (laughs) Yes, sir. Okay, all right. So let's see then. Now we're coming down to Carolina. And for this pick, initially, I had them going O-line. But the O-line guy that in particular that I wanted him to go has already been selected. So with that being said, I say home. Defense wins championships. Okay, what else do we need? Big-time cornerback play because think about the receivers you're dealing with. You got to have somebody that can combat Julio. Mm-hmm. Julio is, is a man. Obviously, you know what New Orleans does with, they, uh, with, with Michael Thomas, man. So it's like, how are we combating that? What are we going to do? to match up with these type of players. And for me, it's a nice cornerback out of UGA, baby. DeAndre Baker. Ooh, I like it. Love him, man. Very consistent, super competitive, though. And that's what I like. I like the fact that he's very sticky in coverage, man. He's very confident. We're talking about press coverage. He is my guy. That's what I'm going with. I've always said DeAndre Baker, he's probably my favorite corner in this year's draft class. And I don't understand why so many people have knocked him and say, man, he's a late first, early second. I'm like, I think this guy should be off the board in the top 20. So I did that pick. Absolutely. I feel like he's definitely the best of the bunch, man. And that's why he's the first corner to go. All right. Now we're at 17, the New York Giants. 
Okay, at six, you did not have them going quarterback. You went Gary out of Michigan. And now uh-huh. I know because I am torn because I see some big-time players that can come <laughs> in at the skill position and yes. help Eli Manning if that's indeed what they plan to do. But there's also an Eli Manning replica oh, on no. the board. And it's Daniel Jones out of Duke. And I know that there's going to be Giants fans livid that I have mocked Jones to the Giants at 17. But the David Cutcliffe connection with Daniel Jones and Eli Manning is too strong for Dave Gettleman to pass up. So they go with DJ at 17. I like that. But say it, man. Giants fans, I don't know how they're going to feel about this one, man. He said, Eli, it's elite. E-L-I. Come on, baby. We know these things. <laughs> yeah, man. But for me, so let's see. We're, we're coming up to Minnesota now. Because like I said, this is no trades, no nothing. We're just straight at it. So with that being said, they signed Kirk Cousins to the very, very nice deal. I feel like you bring you sign uh, Adam Thielen as well to a nice contract extension. Mm-hmm. So the receiver position is pretty much shored up. I still feel like I think they're going to be fine at running back. I don't think you have to do a running back here at 18, but I still go back to offensive alignment. And when I think about a guy who's sitting on the board from the offensive line standpoint, man, out of University of Washington, Caleb McGarry, I'm like, man, this is a massive guy. I mean, 6'7", 317. Really good build on, but can move. And I think he is a guy that you have to take if he's sitting on the board here at 18. So I'm going with Caleb out of the University of Washington. Oh, man. This guy's a mountain of a man, as you just mentioned. And he's been one busy camper as well. He's taking visits to, I think, every team in the top 25. So, you know what? Kirk Cousins was on his back a lot last season. Uh So... It's hard to prove how good you are when you're under duress the whole game. That's all I'm saying. Correct. All right. So Tennessee Titans, they are hosting the NFL draft. We know they're going to have a lot of fans there. There's going to be an immense amount of energy. And here's where I have the Tennessee Titans going. You mentioned that there were two big-time tight ends out of Iowa. You already chose Fant. I'm going TJ Hawkinson at number 19. Delaney Walker, he's 37 years old. They're going to need a replacement soon. And this is a big year for Marcus Mariota on his fifth-year deal of his contract. Is he their long-term answer? Why don't you give him a dynamic tight end that can help him along with Corey Davis on the outside? I like it. Love that pick a lot, actually. And now, at number 20, we're going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. (laughs) The moment we've been waiting for, ladies and gentlemen. And now, obviously, it's been a lot of talk. I mean, linebacker, receiver, cornerback. But I feel like the Steelers have done a great job this offseason picking up quality pieces. You think about the addition of Steven Nelson at corner. That takes away the need for a corner at 20. You think about them bringing in Mark Barron. That takes away the major need for a linebacker right now at 20, in my personal opinion. So, 
with that being said, you still have Juju, but losing AB is a big blow. So for me, Uh-oh. I say they go receiver Uh-oh. and drum roll. The receiver that I'm going with is DK Metcalf, man. He's been Ooh. having a, he's been receiving a ton, a ton of this pre-draft scene, man, with what he's able to do at the combine. Obviously, he's a physical freak. And I think he complements a guy like Juju very well because of what he brings from a speed standpoint, from a size standpoint. Now, obviously, you could I could have went to kill uh, Harry out of Arizona State. But for me, man, I think DK is the guy. I think when you put him in that offense that's already established and he's technically your number two receiver, I think he flourishes. Wow. Okay. I can dig it. And you know what? I thought for a second, Arthur, you were going to go in the family and go with AB's cousin. And I was like, oh, snap. This is going to get really real right now. But I could see. The only reason I didn't go Hollywood is because he is very small. Right. And for me, I just, I know in the AFC North, man, I I feel like you got to have size. I think bigger receivers. Big, fast receivers are the way to go right now. So that's why I'm going with him, man. I think you pair DK with a guy like Juju, and you think about DK's speed on top of that, that's special. Whereas, like I said, Hollywood, I feel like the storyline would be awesome, mind you. I, you know, put him, put him in number 84 while you bring him out there to, to add to it. But still, yeah, <laughs> he's very small. Yeah. And that's the only thing I'm a little weary of. I got you. Okay. So, so the Seattle Seahawks at 21. Now, this is a team that has been rumored to uh, want to trade back because they only have four picks, right? So at 21, though, we all know they need to address the secondary. And there's one player that has slipped a little bit in this pre-draft process where, you know, it's even been reported that he really hasn't had a lot of top 30 visits, but he has max potential. He's a raw player, athletic, and he fits that Seattle mold. And it's Greedy Williams, corner out of LSU, going to Seattle. They lost Richard Sherman, who's a very similar lanky corner. They replace him with Greedy Williams, and he gets to play opposite of Griffin, who is emerging to a really nice corner there as well. I like that. Greedy Williams. Okay. I could definitely dig that. So now we're going back to the AFC North. We're talking about some physical football there. You think about what the Ravens have been trying to do from an identity standpoint with Lamar Jackson. They want to run the ball, and they want to play defense. They've been known historically for having great defenses. And they have a hole in the linebacker position right now. C.J. Mosley, what are we going to do? I see a linebacker out of Michigan who's just sitting on the board. I thought he could have went to Pittsburgh, but he happened to slip a little bit further. So, with that being said, I feel like you got to go Devin Bush here. So, I'm picking Devin Bush out of Michigan going to the Baltimore Ravens. And you know what? He fits that mold, as you just talked about. One of those physical, aggressive linebackers. And mm-hmm. it's also worth noting that he was a top 30 visit to Baltimore. So, that says oh, something. There we go. <laughs> All right, man. So, 23, the Houston Texans. They could go in a variety of different ways. But we know Deshaun Watson, the guy was running for his life last year. The most sacked quarterback in the league. 
This is why I see them going offensive line. Look no further than Cody Ford out of Oklahoma. Mm, 6'4", 329. He could play offensive tackle. He can be kicked inside to guard. And I like what he brings to the table. The Houston Texans ought to be elated to bring a guy like him into their offensive line. And Deshaun Watson, I'm sure, will be grinning from ear to ear. (laughs) Without a doubt. (laughs) Let's go on out there to the West Coast, out Mm -hmm. of Oakland. And, man, initially, I had them going quarterback at this pick. That same, you know, cut clip connection you were talking about. I love Daniel Jones going here. But unfortunately, as the draft works, my guy's off the board. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, when all those fails, you got to go defense. You got to go pass rushes. And Cleland Farrell out of Clemson is sitting on the board, man. He's ready to go. He's waiting on me to pick him. So, with that being said, I'm going, pick I'm going with Cullen right here, man. I think he can come in, man, rush that pass and get out to the quarterback, which they need so bad. So that's what I'm going with, man. I think we pair him with, um, excuse me, with Josh Allen that we drafted at four overall. I think that really changes the outlook of that defense and brings a little bit of edginess, a little bit of fear back into what they look like and what they're able to do from a pass standpoint. Wow, double dipping at end. I like it. And... Let's also not forget that they got Arden Key. So how about Arden mm-hmm. Key, Farrell, and now Allen coming off the edge? Listen, you can never have enough pass rushers. Oh, man, I dig it there in Oakland. How about 25, the Philadelphia Eagles? Now, I got to credit Howie Roseman. He sure shored up this roster in many different ways by trade, by free agency, bringing Deshaun Jackson back home. And there is there is a big-time defense alignment that's on the board. You know that Timmy Jernigan is a free agent. Haloti Nada sure. retired. They need the Robin to their Batman in the inside. How about <laughs> Dexter Lawrence to I go like along it. with Fletcher Cox there in Philly? I think Love this it. guy is a wrecking crew. 6'4", 342 pounds. He goes to the city of brotherly love at 25. Love that pick. Love it. In fact, I love it so much that it's inspired me and the Colts to go defense as well, in particular D-lineman. And, hey, right out of Mississippi State, it's another guy, 6'4", 301 pounds. Athletic can get after it, though. And that guy being Jeffrey Simmons, I feel like you have to take him if you're the Colts, man. So that's where I'm going with that pick, especially since Dexter Lawrence was just taking pride to this pick. (laughs) Yeah, and Jeffrey Simmons, man, as you talked about, if he didn't tear that ACL in February, I think he's a top 15 lock. Oh, without a doubt. But And and that was one of the unfortunate things. It's like you tear ACL and train. But you know he's still able to do it. And then they showed footage of him still being able to do some things now. So I think that he's a guy that, hey, you still got to take him because of what he can do when he is healthy. And when you talk about ACLs now, it's not like how it was five, two years ago where that was like, oh, this guy's going to miss season and, and might not be back. The next season might not be the same. Like, 
the, the technology that goes with these ACL surgeries now is phenomenal. So I feel like that doesn't scare me off too much in that regard. All right. So the Oakland Raiders are on the clock for the third time in the first round. <laughs> You, no <laughs> no, you double dipped on the defensive side, so I'm going to go offense, and I am really torn between two players that wore the crimson red last year, but mm. I'm going to go with running back Josh Jacobs out oh, of Alabama. Yes. The Raiders, I they like need pick. to address their running back situation Marshawn Lynch, there is some love there, maybe about a reunion. Regardless if he returns, he's an old aging veteran. Guy like Jacobs, who's got a lot of tread on his tires, goes to Oakland, a gritty runner. I think he fits in perfectly with what John Gruden wants to do there in the black and silver. Absolutely, man. I I love that pick. Because like you said, what Josh is able to do and what you know John Gruden wants to do, and you bring in a guy, think about it, you got Trent Brown that came to free agency. You want to pound that rock and take some of that pressure off a of car. When Carr is able to hand that ball off and then open it up with the play action and have these defenses on their toes, that's going to make him a lot more effective and open up a lot more for uh, Antonio Brown as well. So I definitely like that, Jay. Yes, sir. Now, now staying on the West Coast, but we're going, we're going a little south on the West Coast, going down to L.A., well, it's nice out there. And you think about it, you got Phillip Rivers, right? Mm-hmm. He's a beast at the quarterback position. But that old line, ah, I wasn't too high. It was times I wasn't very happy about what I was seeing out there. And I know you have Mr. Pouncey out there. I know that. And I know, you know, he's, he's top notch. I know these things. But I feel like you cannot pass up on this guy who's sitting on the board out of NC State. Ooh. Garrett. Bradbury. Now, I don't know how you make it work, but I think you have to take him in some regard and make it work on that offensive line because he is too talented. And like I said, man, that that Chargers offensive line definitely left me wanting more watching them last season. I, I you know what? I like that pick a lot because Bradbury was solid, especially if you watched him at the Senior Bowl. He was just dominating every Absolutely. defensive player. So I could see the end. He also has that flexibility to play guard. So maybe you play him alongside Pouncey as well. So there's options and, and there. I feel like, and I definitely feel like a lot of times with the younger tap, like younger interior line like that, you can get away with sliding over to a guard spot, especially early on. Because, like I said, you have to, you can never have enough high quality offensive linemen. And the way this league is going, you want to pass the ball. I mean, when you talk about uh, the Chargers, Phillip Rivers passes the rock. That's what he does, but you have to be able to protect him. And I think you bring in a guy like Garrett, man, that shores up that offensive line. All right, yeah, I like that. I can see that happen. Now number 29, the Kansas City Chiefs. What are they going to do? And here is where they take a defensive player. Now, Arthur, this guy is one of my favorites in this year's draft class, and his draft stock has been boosted and accelerated over the last couple of weeks. Uh If you watch his tape, you are going to be in awe with his playing style, the way he can come up and smash you. And it's Jonathan Abram, the safety (laughs) out of Mississippi State. 
He can play. They cut Eric Berry. They brought in the Honey Badger. And how about a duo of Abram and Matthew in the secondary with Steve Spagnolo taking over the defense? I dig this pick for Kansas City a lot. I like that pick, man. And in fact, I like it so much that I'm going to follow suit when we go out here to Green Bay because, hey, we talked about the offensive line. We talked about Aaron Rodgers. But, hey, they still have to short their secondary. Obviously, they lost a ha-ha dicks last season. And, hey, what better way to replace them than coming back with a safety out of the University of Washington? Taylor, I believe his last name is pronounced Rap. Yes, sir. I believe that's how he said Yes. So, I feel like, man, he's, like you said, great size on him. Muscular build, but he can move when he tackles, and that's what I love. And his positional flexibility. You can put him in the box, you can keep him out the box. Like he has a lot of, of range with that. And he plays special teams. So why not get him active on everything? Because that's what you're going to need out of these young players like that, man. And I think he's a guy that can come in there and help the Packers out a ton on that back end. All right, yeah, that's for sure. The Green Bay Packers, okay, going Jaywan Taylor and then Taylor Rapp. All right, 31, we're almost done here. The Los Angeles Rams, they made it to the Super Bowl, and they have a big hole on the defensive line because it, it seems like they've already given Indomitian Sue a nice little wave and said, <laughs> see you later. So here is where they take his replacement, and he comes in the form of a six foot six, two hundred and ninety-five pound frame, Jerry Tillery out of the University of Notre Dame, number ninety-nine. Wade Phillips has to be happy because he gets to work with a player that has so much potential. And guess what, Arthur? He gets to come in and play alongside the most dominant defensive player in the oh, no league in Aaron Donald. So Jerry Tillery to L.A. No question. I love that pick. And I think, man, like you said, you pair him with a guy like Aaron Donald. He can actually flourish in that system. I think he'll learn a lot from him. And I think he's going to come in and be very productive. So I like that pick a lot. Now, to wrap the draft up, Super Bowl champion New England Patriots. I don't even like saying that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so obviously they have a big hole on their offense. First, I thought it was going to be receiver, but with the recent signing of uh, uh, Demarius Todd, oh, excuse me, I'm saying his name wrong. Excuse me. Of, uh, what's his name? Demarius Thomas? Demarius Thomas, yes, Demarius Thomas. I was struggling with Demarius. I couldn't get it out. <laughs> but, with, but with the sign of Demarius Thomas, I think that takes a lot of pressure off of them from a receiver standpoint. Obviously, we don't know what's going to happen with Josh Gordon, and you lose Chris Hogan for free agency. But that still doesn't replace the big hole that was left by Rob Gronkowski leaving Ooh. the Gronkster. Gronk retiring puts him in a bomb because you know Brady loves his tight ends. That's his safety valve. Those are the guys that can just keep the chains going. And what better way to replace a former champion in Rob Gronkowski with a guy coming from a highly, highly successful program, a college program that's had a ton of national championships, and a guy like Irv Smith out of Alabama, 6'2", 242, can move, can get after it. He's not scared of the moment. 
played a ton of big games, and he's coming out of the Nick Saban coach program. So he's going to fit in perfectly with the Bill Belichick coach Patriots team. So with that being said, I have to go Irv Smith Jr. Man, let me tell you what. The entire NFL is punching air after hearing this pick because, man, dude, if this happens and he ends up in New England, it is going to be an ugly sight because Irv Smith... (laughs) And I remember, you know, back at uh, 27 when I was making that pick for Oakland, I said, I'm torn between two Crimson Tide players. The other was was, uh, Herb Smith, right? And if I'm there at 32 and if I was in your shoes just right now, I would have made the same exact pick because he is a dynamic playmaker. And so, man, let's just hope that New England doesn't get a guy like that, man. (laughs) Well, because like I said, initially I was thinking you you would replace Demarius Thomas. You got to go receiver, but I mean you have to replace uh, Chris Hogan and obviously with Josh Gordon being um, on the commissions. You just don't know what you would have at the receiver standpoint. So I would think to go receiver, but with a guy like Irv available at thirty two, it's just I feel like it's a no brainer when you think about the name and what they love to do with tight ends, especially. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, that wraps up our live mock draft. Man, I had a good time picking these players in in real time, being able to kind of document each of our selections as we went by. I certainly enjoyed it, Arthur. And hey, as I've mentioned, we are one week out from the 2019 NFL Draft. I'm so excited to watch it. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to screenshot our mock draft to see if we get any of these picks right. Obviously, there's going to be trades, so we know that there's going to be some shakeup, right? But at the end of the day, I had a good time, man. And I appreciate you joining me on this morning's episode. Absolutely, man. I had a blast as well. Appreciate you, man. Always fun to be on the line with you, baby. All right, Arthur. Yes, sir. I enjoyed it as well. So take care. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. It is Holy Week, Easter weekend coming up. So God bless, man, and enjoy your family. Love you, man. You too. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.